This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Our souls are ready to go into battle. He's standing guard. He's not going to sleep. He's not going to grow weary. He stands guard. Peace that stands as a guard with all his weapons drawn, ready to fight. And what's he doing? He's guarding your heart and your mind. Why your heart and why your mind? He's guarding your emotions and he's guarding your intellect. He's guarding your feelings and he's guarding your knowing. Because in this world, we'll have so many things attacking our mind, so many things attacking our emotions. Oftentimes our anxiety comes because our emotions are not moderated by God. It's moderated by the world. It's moderated by television. It's moderated by social media. It's moderated by by the way things are falling apart. But the peace of God, that supernatural swoops in, stands guard and says, no, you will not enter this mind. You will not enter this heart. I will stand guard. I don't know if you've ever experienced this peace. When you're wondering, you're like, man, how is it that I'm able to smile through the storm? And people around you are like, dude, I, I thought you'd be falling apart. And you're like, man, the peace of God is just beautiful. It's a real thing. It's supernatural. It invades. Um, Peter, he writes about this. Who by God's power, are in, he's talking about our inheritance. It says our inheritance is being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. That word guarded is the same word aware that guards your hearts and your minds. Our inheritance he talks about is being guarded. Can you imagine? God is like, hey, sorry, man. I know you live, you know, as a believer, you live. But when you get to heaven, he's like, I'm sorry. Someone came in and stolen all your rewards. Sorry, you know. We shouldn't have let that guy into heaven. Like, gosh, you know. No, you, God's not going to do that, right? I mean, he's going to guard you. He's going to protect you. And he's talking about that same kind of guarding that happens with your emotions and your intellect. Contentment in Jesus will bring his peace. It doesn't, contentment doesn't come alone. It brings his best friend, the peace of God. An obstacle that stands in the way is our anxiety. Talk to God. Anxious prayers are beautiful prayers. God will listen to them. Thank him when he saves you. Thank him when he's not saved you because he's, he's a good God who answers our prayers. Thank him for what he's done in the past. And then tell him your needs. And know that in Isaiah 26.3 it says, God will keep him in perfect peace. Man, not just peace, but in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Wouldn't it be great to experience this perfect peace as we go to the end of this year and start a new year? I would love to have this perfect peace of God. But it takes believing, professing, and practicing it. So at this point, you are ready to surrender your relationships to the Lord. You're ready to surrender your anxiety to the Lord. You're ready to practice everything that you've learned and now Paul is going to bring this to a close and he says when you begin to practice this contentment it'll make the peace of God a reality this is how it's going to become a reality in your life when you begin to practice this thoughts are very important and that's why I think it's important not just for you to know these things and to memorize these things but to meditate on these things to profess these things and then begin to practice these things what you begin to think will begin to move your feet. If you're thinking about sinning, you'll soon find yourself sinning. If you're thinking about walking with the Lord and fasting, you soon will find yourself reading your Bible and fasting and praying. A lot of times people don't come to church on a Sunday morning because Saturday night they didn't think about, I want to go to church. A lot of times people don't uh, read their Bible during the week because they don't think about, I want to dive into God's word. Right? Oftentimes we're thinking about, is my Amazon package arriving? Refresh, refresh, refresh. It's 10 stops away. Great, come here soon. Looking out the window. Where's that, where's that man? Where's that man? Woo, I hit some wet ground over there. Great. Okay, yeah. And um, oftentimes our minds 
on in every other frivolous thing. What am I gonna get for Christmas? What am I gonna buy this person? What am I gonna buy this person? Does that person gonna reply to my text? Why don't people like my post? You know, what's gonna happen with the election? Right? Mind is all over the place now. And if we want to practice this finding, this quest for contentment, finding our contentment in Jesus, we've got to really surrender our mind. Because where your mind goes, your feet will follow. Where your mind goes, your heart will begin to follow in that way. Uh, Jesus says this well in Mark chapter 7, verse 20. He says, what comes out of a person is what defiles him. For, for from within, out of the heart of a man, comes evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness even. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. How important is it to guard your mind? Extremely. And where does Satan attack you? In your mind. This is how Paul puts it. He says, finally brothers, see Jesus spoke about the negative aspects of things that people think about. Paul is saying, this, this is the positive things I want you to think about. Whatever is true, that's, think of truthfulness and dependability. Whatever is honorable, that's whatever is noble, whatever is worthy of respect. Whatever is just, that means a behavior that is morally fair and right. Whatever is pure, this is holiness in relation to God. Whatever is lovely, beautiful word, and I think it's the only place in the New Testament that this word is used. This is not just a call to attractiveness by putting on makeup and building muscles to look lovely. He's talking about be a generator of love. That powerful man, be a generator. Wherever you go, be a generator of love. That when people will see you, be like, man, that's a lovely person. I love hanging out with that person. I love how that person cares for other people and cares for me and asks me questions that actually bring out, you know, th these things in me that I need to surrender to Jesus. And, and it calls out potential in me. Whatever is lovely and whatever is commendable, another beautiful word. Uh, the word over here, is, I think some of your translators will say admirable. Uh, this, is, this means deserving the highest esteem. I think this is where you get the word admiral from. Think of thoughts that's dressed with highest esteem. And this is what was excellent, that's morally excellent. He says, think about these things. If there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. You know why you should think about these things? Because Peter explains this well. He says, because you are a chosen race. Not talking about Americans over here. And some people think he's writing to the Jews. No, he's talking about born-again, blood-bought believers. We are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own possession. Why? That you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Tell me now, how are you going to proclaim his excellencies in your life if you're thinking about gutter thoughts and not about true, noble, honorable, excellent, admirable things? You've got to protect your mind. You've got to start practicing to take your mind out of worldly, earthly things and putting your mind on things above. Peter says in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness. How? Through the knowledge of Him, that's Jesus Christ, who called us to His own glory and excellence. Please listen to me. We're coming to a close. Give me five minutes. Jesus is not calling you to perfection. Perfectionists take a lot of trouble and give it to others. God is calling us to excellence. He's calling us to excellence. And whatever you do in work or in deed, do it as unto the Lord. You and I will never be perfect. We spoke about this last week. Sanctification is a lifelong process. 
And our ultimate spiritual transformation will happen beyond the grave when we be like him. Until then, you will fail. Thank you, Jesus, that he knows my failures. Until then, I will struggle with anxiety. I will struggle with depression. But every time that comes, I'm going to cry out to him. I'm going to tell him all my needs. I'm going to thank him for all answered prayers. I'm going to stop judging people based on chatter, based on my arrogance. And I'm going to trust that God is working in people. They were created by God in the image of God. And Jesus loved them and died for them. And I'm going to try my best to show them that gospel. I'm going to try my best to invite them to Jesus. And if I don't get along, they vote differently, they dress differently, they speak differently. I'm going to love them with the love of Christ. I'm going to learn to rejoice in the Lord always. I'm going to learn to be content with Him always. And again, I say, be content in Jesus Christ. And all that's going to happen if you actually begin to practice these things. And practicing cannot happen if you don't believe these things. And profession wouldn't come if you don't believe. You got to believe, you got to profess it out loud every day. Get used to it. Wake up in the morning professing these things. Wake up in the morning with a promise from God's word that says, God, today I am going to walk with you because I am a child of God. And when you begin to profess these things, God will help you walk these things out, to practice these things out. And your life, your whole life between now and the grave is going to be a quest for contentment. But don't go chasing things. Walk with Jesus. See how Paul brings us to an end in verse 9. He says, what you learned. Did you learn a lot today? Yes. Okay. What you received. Are you receiving a lot today? Yes. What you've heard and seen in me. Practice these things. Oh, we're back to practicing again, aren't we? Practice these things. Don't just be hearers of the word. Be doers of the word. Practice these things. And what's the promise? And the God of peace will be with you all. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You ready? You ready for breakthrough in your life? Yes. You ready for the contentment of God to fill your lives? Yes. Okay, I want to speak to you now directly, okay, as a pastor to his church. The next few weeks might not go well for you. What are you going to do? It's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to melt on the floor. But don't blame God. But cry out to Him. You might not be able to laugh through the night, but hold on to his promise that his joy will come in the morning. Don't look forward to death. No, look forward to God bringing you his contentment and joy in your life while you suffer, while you go through hardship, while you're being slandered, while you're being beaten, while you're being persecuted, while you're being torn down, while you're being cut up. Wait for the joy of the Lord. Wait on him, church. Wait on him. Wait for his joy. Find your contentment in him and him alone. And if anything else gets in the way, if pornography gets in the way, throw it away. If other relationships get in the way, throw it away. If money gets in the way, drugs and alcohol, throw it away. Don't let it contaminate your contentment in Jesus Christ. Listen, Christian life is a very real thing. It's not something that you got to go to school for, but it's something that begins at the foot of the cross where he will begin to school you in his love. He'll begin to teach you how much he loves you. This morning, in this, as I look around, and I'm sure people at home, you're walking through a lot of suffering. You're carrying a lot of weight. Seemingly might be very small, but for you, it's a mountain. And I want to tell you in faith and with all the boldness that comes from the Holy Spirit, He's able to bring contentment while you go through these crazy obstacles of life. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He knows your past. He knows what you're walking through. And He knows that He can and will get you through. He's a good shepherd, is He not? He will get you through the valley. Would you please stand? We'll pray and we'll close. I honestly didn't think I'd be able to make it all these verses, guys. 
that's some, that's some pretty, pretty big verses, isn't it? Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't be anxious about anything. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Wow, powerful, powerful verses. But I hope that you learned what Paul is really trying to get across to us through the Holy Spirit and through His Holy Word. If you're searching for contentment in anything else, you're going to live in anxiety and depression. As we pray, we spoke about believing, professing, and then practicing it. As we pray right now, I want you to start open in your heart. Say, God, I believe your word. I believe that you're a God of peace. I believe that you're able to bring me peace. I believe you're able to heal me. I, like we sang again, let the weak say I am strong. In fact, in fact, you know what? Let me just read this as you're standing over here, okay? Um, I was going to share this, but I didn't. And maybe God was keeping it for the end. This is actually really beautiful. In the book of Joel, get that right? <laughs> the prophet says, the prophet says, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. And then he says, let the weak say, I'm a warrior. I am strong. Oh, are you mad? Let the weak, like, dude, you look like a cigarette butt standing on two legs. <laughs> I am strong. Okay, it gets better because in the message translation, which I don't normally read, uh, look at this. I think it's really great. Let the weak one throw out his chest and say, I am tough. I'm a fighter. Doesn't, it gets better. It gets better. It gets better. It says, hurry up, pagans. Wherever you are, get a move on. Get your act together. Prepare to be shattered by God. <laughs> hey, I wish and I hope and I pray that you would look at the obstacles to your contentment like a weak person sticking his chest out. He says, you do not know who I'm with. I'm with the king of the universe. What you got against me? He's the God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's got my back. What can man do to me? You, O oh Lord, are able. You are able. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Sins is so pleasurable for that time being. But we don't want death, Lord. We want you. We want your life. So help us, Lord. Help us to, to believe, to profess, and to practice walking in contentment with you. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the beautiful, powerful Holy Spirit rest in you, abide in you, guide you in every way. Bring strength for each new day. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you guys. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.